Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase. Couldn't have said it any better myself. That is exactly what you're doing. It's the Wednesday night edition of Thrill of the Chase with myself, John Donahoe, Mitch Bay are going to join me very shortly. He's just caught up. In a little bit of traffic, but we'll get to him when he is available. We'll take this race at Melton in mere moments. 0499 736 736. It's nice to have your company. I tell you what, as tough a day as you'll ever get for D Taggart and for Cam Luke as well. No winners. Now, we do like to tell everyone, obviously, you can't win them all the time. But the boys, they they hold themselves to high standards, so they'll be unhappy with that. So expect tomorrow, Thursday afternoon trackside. I reckon it's going to be one of the biggest days in trackside's history. If you don't believe me, just tune in, I reckon, and, and, and wait and see. Because I reckon that Tags, he'll be unhappy with that. A lot of seconds for Tags. And Cam Luke, a man who is just a multimedia megastar, he will want to make sure that we bounce back from that. So if you're tuning in tomorrow, I reckon you're a good chance to get a fill-up. 0499 736 736. Feel free to jump on the text line. Ask us any questions. Give us your tips as well. J-Bob, you had a nice day. Gave the tip. Well done. Uh, Exalted fire. Enjoy your night. Hope you got on. I didn't get on, J-Bob. Unfortunately, I just missed out. Uh, As I said, we're going to get to... Uh, the 8th at Melton in a moment. Mitchell Bay has even texted through. He is with the 2. He He's pushing the 2 at Melton. Muzz-tang. Uh, we've got a big show as well tonight. We are going to recap today's racing at the Meadows. Anthony, Anthony Lamarca is going to join Mitchell Bay as well for a chat about his Greyhound winning on Sunday. Caden Bale. I'm looking forward to that. Career start 99 at one of the main tracks at Sandown on Sunday over the 715 metres. He's going to chat to Anthony uh, very shortly as well. We'll hear a little bit of that. We'll talk about the St. Ledger Heats on Friday. Make sure you tune in to that. And we've got plenty more as well. We're going to chew, we're going to take your texts uh, as we go over the next hour as well. 0499 736 736. Let's head to the 8th at Melton. Second, there's some change. Now, Calfpen from the back row is doing enough to get behind the leader, and Mustang will end up one out, one back. I'm a Wingate begin okay, but is now being snared back to last as they go into the first turn. Duty bound in front, Calfpen settles behind it. Without cover was some change third, and dropping in on the pegs, Malibu Jack. It's three back along the inside. Next is Mustang, then came Sassiola. Outside, 
straight of it was Hawaiian Beach. And then I'm the Wingate as they work their way to the back straight, about 1,800 metres left to travel. And the leader is Judy Bound. No pressure, forthcoming. Calf Pen is a clear second. Now Malibu Jack, something's not right. And it's being eased out of the race. It's gone inside the peg, so it could have choked down or geared trouble. Whatever it is, it's out of play, uh, Malibu Jack. Off the back straight now, 1,500 left to travel. The lead time was only 48.7, so this leader could not have had an easier run. That is slow going. And uh, it's the favourite, Judy Bound, leading the second favourite, Calf Pen. Third, Some Change, who's left without cover. And then came So What, who's three back along the inside in fourth spot. Fifth, the outside was a Mustang. And then I'm a Wingate in Hawaiian Beach and pulled out of the race was Malibu Jack. 1,200 metres left to travel as they worked their way through the first quarter of the last mile in a comfortable 32.1. So Judy Bound could not have had a better run. Its main danger has sat behind it all the way in Calf Pen. Up on the outside was some change without cover and it draws up closer, gets to the leader's wheel with a lap to run. Mustang is one out, one back. Fifth on the inside was So What. Then came Hawaiian Beach and I'm a Wingate. Out of the straight, 900 metres left to travel. And the favourite, Judy Bound, is the leader with Grant Campbell. And it's about two metres in front now from some uh, change, some change on the outside of it. Leaders back as Calf Pen. It's enjoyed a nice enough trip. It'll wait the Garrard Sprint Lane. Second quarter in 32. Fourth on the outside is Mustang. Fifth is So What. Then came Hawaiian Beach and I'm a Wingate four back the pegs and eased out of the race about a lap ago was Malibu Jack. Down the back straight. Less than 600 left to travel and it's duty bound three metres in front of some change second. Calf Pen third. So it's only going to be a sprint home. So from the back of Wine Beach took off and Mustang came out underneath it and they're coming with their runs as they work their way past the 400 in only 30.2 for the third quarter. It's duty bound in front of some change. Three out Mustang, four out of Wine Beach and Calf Pen. Oh, he went rough. He galloped. He galloped Calf Pen coming around the turn and that's it for him. Duty bound goes for home now from Mustang Hawaiian Beach. It's duty bound five metres in front from Mustang. Duty bound 100 to go, three metres in front. Mustang's getting close. Duty bound's clinging on and got home. Duty bound just wanted from Mustang and Hawaiian Beach. Then came uh, So What from some change. Plenty of carnage in that one, but duty bound number one gets the chocolates at $2.40 for Grant Campbell. Mitchell Bayer's tip, Mustang, uh, finished in second but flew home and very nearly collared it on the line. Hawaiian Beach finishes third at 9.20. There was plenty of action in that one, though, as a couple of horses galloped throughout the run. Let me welcome in a great friend, as we always do on a Wednesday. We catch up, and that is, of course, Mitch Abaya. Hello, Peacock. G'day, Donners. Uh, yeah, sorry, I predicted uh, the, the traffic to be the same, which was pretty silly of me, considering lockdowns uh, ended now. And, yeah, it took an extra 15 minutes on top of the journey. It felt like I was stuck in the heart of the city. But, no, I'm uh, here now. And, yeah, that harness horse, jeez, couldn't have just had its run a little bit earlier, could it? No, I know. It should have should have, uh, should have, have definitely won. But, hey, don't don't stress about uh, about the lateness. I've already spoken to Julian Bayard, and they'll... Uh, they only started paying you from now. So your eight minutes docked pay. Done. Um, that's, geez, that's just chump change for you. That 100000 that you won't get for the first eight minutes is uh, <laughs> is uh, is going to really put a dent in the back pocket for a man like you who's an eight-figure op- operator. <laughs> jeez. No, I, know. I, I, I wish. No, yeah. I, uh, I'm happy to be um, – I'm happy to be – uh, paid from you know what is it ten pa- uh, eight, Ten past eight past five. That's that's all right. 
Yep. Eight pass, no worries at all. <laughs> I, uh, but, uh, how, I'll, um, I'll provide some winners. Hopefully, we can cover that. Yeah, if you provide winners, we'll pay you the full. We'll pay you the full freight. That's uh, that's a good deal. Hey, how was your day? <laughs> oh, day was good, mate. Yeah, I uh, obviously I'd work as normal, but yeah, we uh, I, I still tuned into the racing as I usually always do. I, I try and keep uh, track of all the racing that goes on you know, every day, just so I don't lose you know touch with everything and see what's coming up, what's what's present, what's uh, in the future. And, um, yeah, the racing was good today at the Meadows. It was pretty slow, the track, but, you know, we expect that. We had a fair bit of – we had a little bit of rain, a bit of wind around, and um, gee, it feels like we're, we're, you know, stuck in the old wind tunnel at the moment down here. Yeah. Yeah, well, I haven't seen uh, – I haven't looked out a window all afternoon because you, as you know, how these, these uh, studios are positioned – no windows around uh, around where I am, so I've been told that it's been cyclonic outside uh, throughout the day. It has been, mate. It has, and uh, yeah, last night the the winds decided to pick up, and the old man almost lost his car. But uh, luckily what? enough, he didn't park it another foot further back. <laughs> A nice big uh, gum tree decided it wanted to just yeah. uh, come out of the ground and. Well, James, yeah, that's that's what we're living in at the moment. James Vandermart sent me a video of his. It was it was a batten down the hatches sort of operation at uh, Jimmy Vandermart's house. He he said that a tree went through the uh, through the the driveway or the the gate at their driveway. So uh, apparently, it's been very uh, very messy around those parts. It has been, mate. It has, and um, thankfully, racing still goes ahead, and uh, hopefully, no participants or. Um, you know, dogs have been uh, slowed down or anything on, on the way to their tracks. Yeah. Because, you know, as roadblocks happen, when trees fall, you, you got to try and find an ulterior route. And, um, yeah, it, it sometimes can, can hold up a meeting. But I think so far we're, we're pretty safe. But, yeah, hopefully there's no carnage like the last uh, lot of wild winds we had. Absolutely. All right. 0499 736 736. Uh, enlighten us what happened today throughout the afternoon at the Meadows and what uh, what you enjoyed watching? Hey, we'll start at uh, race one. Gonna do Grace uh, for Rob Britton. Had its first go over the 600 and, geez, went around at some juicy odds. $12.10. The favourite was the one Zambora Lani for Karen Pitt. It got rolled, $1.80. Uh, ran second. Wasn't too bad. Was second the whole way and just couldn't reel in. Robbie Britton's um, dog. And, yeah, it was, it was good. Without... Setting the track alight time was. I'm saying the track was probably four lengths off, five lengths off today. Uh, that's just a bit of a guess, but um, 35.25, not not the you know not setting the track on fire, but still a really nice win for start number three. Uh, Whiskey Road, this dog, geez, it led the whole way. It got very tired. Hyperfine was probably a good thing. Beat clipped off heels, wanted to try and go inside then outside, cost itself the race, lost by 0.25 of a length and. Whiskey Road, a greyhound that they backed off the map first start at Shepparton. Uh, it had three seconds since then and finally broke through today for Scott Melville. And uh, 30.76, so same sort of setup. Not setting the track alight, but winning well. Um, you know what? Time's, time is relevant, but time's only relevant to what the rest of the, the card are doing. So um, I'd just be happy obviously, to break that maiden. If I'm Whiskey Road, as I said, three seconds in a row, finally got on the board and uh, went well. A um, few tight races today, mate. The next race was a mixed six and seven heat. Uh, Rio ha- uh, Rio Hato uh, for Rosalind Hume won in 30 and 54 and only just held off Curator and a fast-finishing Weblex star. They all 
all three greyhounds were separated by under a length. Um, and as I said, 30.54, the time was all right. But uh, I think that this greyhound would have gone a lot quicker on a better track. It looks like a greyhound that's got a lot of early speed, um, good muster. And went 17.93 down the back, so it got a little bit tight on the way home, but, but was also impressive. Uh, and then one of the most surprising runs of the day, mate, line stepper for Jason Hardy, 30 and 34, was a reserve that made that got a run into a final at Sandown last Thursday night and went, went around at about $25 today and went straight to the front, ran some time as well and beat a couple of favourites in Midori Armour and Defensible. So that's just a few races there to start off that we, we've seen the favourites go under, a few mixed bags, a few double-figure winners and... Um, the the track consistently being around that 30, 30, 30, 40 mark. Absolutely. Busy day. Busy, busy day at the Meadows this afternoon. Anything else? We'll take a break shortly because we've got a special guest joining us. Anthony, Anthony Lamarca going to join us on the other side of the break. Let me just have a look if we've got any greyhounds. We've got Bendigo in six minutes. So is there anything you want to add before we take a quick break and uh, and have a look at Bendigo and then get to Anthony? Um, yeah, firstly, I'll touch on uh, race five that was at the Meadows. Uh, Wing Chun Girl for Lucky Karabitsakis, the next litter to Hard Style Rico, led all the way and won well in 30 and 49. Um, Suvla Bay got up at $21, won by, she's half ahead, beat Electra Jenner. So these are some big price winners today. Um, Code Blue Sue won well in 30 and 43. I thought one of the runs of the day for the black bookers out there is Who Cry Now for Jennifer Tor. This dog was huge, motored home. Uh, it's a ground that doesn't possess a lot of early speed, but is very strong. Um, Webleck Well won well beat Aston Gwen, who was the hot favourite, $2.10. And Webleck Well, Greyhound that's been in some pretty consistent form. Tom the Cheap was good. He led all the way, won in 30-35, around $3.20. Uh, and a Greyhound that probably caught my eye more than any other today, McInerney. Went 30-44, but just showed a really nice turn of foot. Went 17-92 down the back. Um, won well for Tim Britton. And, yeah, that was that was probably the day, mate. Um, the, the Greyhounds were, were slightly getting quicker as the day went on. That might have been because the, the wind might have died off or dried the track out either which way. But um, this next race at Bendigo looks challenging, very challenging. It's a maiden uh, for Greyhounds that have all had a start. And, yeah, I'm... Um, I'm just kind of a bit up in the air about which way I'd be going at the moment, but I think I've I think I found where I'm going to go. All right. Well, you've got four minutes to work out where you're uh, where you're going to finalise your tip, and we'll talk to uh, to our great friend Anthony as well. So uh, we've got a busy show. We've got a very big show later on. You were going to ho- you were hoping to get Nathan Wilson on, the owner of uh, Hank the Hustler. Certainly not uh, what my first thought was the uh, the Fremantle footballer. Um, but you were hoping to get him on, but we're, we're not sure if he's going to join us. Is that right? Yeah, not sure. He, uh, he's, he hasn't, I penciled him in cause he said to me the other day that, yeah, no worries at all. But, uh, I sent him the time and he hadn't quite got back to me. So, um, might've been caught up at work, who knows, but uh, I'm sure we'll catch up with him at some point. And, um, we've got plenty of content to talk about as well. We certainly do. All right, let's take a break. You've got four minutes to finalise your tip there, Mitchie, and we'll come back. We'll have a look at Bendigo in a couple of minutes time and we'll speak to Anthony Lamarca, who joins us to chat about his Greyhound winning on Sunday, Caden Bale. More thrill of the chase. John Donahoe, Mitchell Bale with you on the other side of this. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Nice to have your company, Thrill of the Chase. John Donahoe is my name. Mitchell Bayer is on the line with us. Mitch, we'll get to uh, Anthony Lamarca in a moment. He's on his way 
to uh, to Bendigo, but I think we've got Bendigo coming up. Did you settle on one uh, for this next race at, at Bendigo? Yeah, the three McIver Jack to beat the eight Cool Whip. I think they're the only two. All right. The three to beat the eight. I think we lost you there briefly, Mitch. Hopefully the missus hasn't called you again during another show, but uh, we'll work out that. No, three to beat the eight. Beautiful. We lost you there. Did the missus call, to call again, did she? No, no, no. For some reason, my Wi-Fi decided to play right. up. No worries. Three to beat the eight. Here we go. Then racing McIver Jack began pretty well. Queenly submitted out, but McIver Jack is railing through and following it. Crusoe Kid going up wider, intolerable quickly. Cinderella Storm, all this carnage into that first corner. Few of them badly checked, including the favourite. Also, Johnny Fatboy and Crusoe Kid were badly checked, and intolerable has been left a minute in clear over Cool Whip. Queen Lisa and Cinderella Storm, and intolerable is going to romp home by 15 lengths over Cool Whip. Third Queen Lisa, then Johnny Fatboy probably ahead of Cinderella. Ooh, yep. Jack that, was, that was a tough watch, Mitch. That was a real tough watch. Intolerable is the winner. Six, eight, and five. So cool whip. Uh, if you're a Family Guy, if you're a Family Guy fan, you'll uh, you'll look at that and say cool whip. Uh, but normal people will just say cool whip. Uh, <laughs> Queen Lisa in at fifth, uh, number five, finishes third as well. Six, eight, and five. All right, Mitch, we've got a special guest on the line. Anthony Lamarca joins us for a chat about his Greyhound winning on Sunday in Caden Bale. Anthony, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. A great win on Sunday. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Hey, Anthony, uh, Mitch Abayo here. Thank you for jumping on the show. I know you're on your way up to Ballarat at the moment. You're racing tonight. and um, I, I, was just, I was hoping to get you on the show at some point after seeing the result from Sunday and just thought I'd um, ask you a few questions. I spoke to you briefly today about a couple of things. Uh, obviously, firstly, how does it feel to uh, win on Sunday uh, with Caden Bale? Obviously, it's Sandown, one of the bigger tracks in Victoria, one of the biggest, especially over 715 metres. Yeah, it was a big thrill to um, finally get this off to win a race, especially at Sandown. But actually, that's, that's his favourite track, to, to tell you the truth. He, I, 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 only live, I only live like 20 minutes away from Sandown. So I've told him there quite a bit, and he's, he's done quite good. Races in there, but just couldn't, couldn't, be, uh, couldn't find the winning post. But he finally saluted on Sunday, so yeah, I was, just, uh, I was over the moon, to tell the truth. Yeah, I can imagine, mate. 99 starts he's had in his career now, and he'd had one win. He'd been very consistent in the placings, though. He's had 15 seconds and 17 thirds. Um, the, the, dog has, the dog's been awesome uh, his last, say, 10 starts. He's been really consistent. You've stepped him up in distant, uh, distance. He was running, say, over the 450s and 500s. What, what was the decision to obviously push him up in trip? Was there something you were seeing or...? Yeah, just the um, the way I train my dogs, I do a lot of walking with them, and it, um, I think it opens up their lungs more. And um, he's, a, he's a bit of a one-pace uh, dog; he just goes at the one pace. So I thought if I could get him really super fit, and he could just go at the one pace over the over the longer distance, the other dogs might get tired and come back to him. And also, he's from a very good litter, and his um, his brother Elias Bale, he actually made the Bold Tree um, distance race last year. So I thought. That was in the back of my head that, you know, give, give, give the dog a try, you know, see what happens. Yeah, now, I, uh, I've just been looking through his form here. He's a greyhound that's ran over a shortest round on 11 metres and won now over 715 at Sandown. He's in tonight. Um, 
start 100. I know I actually spoke to a couple of my mates the other day and said, imagine Caden Bale wins, you know, start 100. Can he go back to back tonight? Do you do you have that feeling that he's got, you know, he's prepared to win tonight? Uh, well, well, I'm hoping, but um, one on one, the four, he's probably a three to four less quicker dog than him. But in a race, you never know. Uh, he's got a he's got a good box. I think I think Ballarat will suit him being a horseshoe track. He likes to stay a little bit wide. So yeah, just fingers crossed, mate. You never know. Start one hundred, um, back to back wins. Yeah, it'll be unreal. Yeah, I can imagine the feeling, uh, not only on Sunday, but if he gets up tonight, I can imagine he'll be over the moon. Just quickly, tell us a little bit about uh, your training career. Uh, how many dogs have you got currently? Is he the only one? Um, and um, uh, and where's the passion for the game come from? Yeah, I've, got, I've currently got two, two in work at the moment. Um, I've, I've always uh, loved, loved the Greyhound. Dad, used to, my late father, used to take me Olympic class back in the day and he was a he was an owner and I used to, I used to always love the dogs and um, I, I've always been like a hobby trainer then um, I think I had a, I had a big break I had about I was about seven seven or eight years out of, out of it because of due to work commitment and then um, COVID, COVID sort of hit and I got I got really bored so I thought you know what I might uh, bring up train, train a few dogs again so yeah that's where I'm at just a, just a hobby trainer. No, I absolutely love it, mate. I, I love the, I love the commitment. I love the fact that even if you've been out of the game, you know, there's always that want to get back into it. We've always spoke about this on radio that um, it's a hard thing to get out of greyhounds. There's there's that love there, and um, I, I said to you earlier on in the day with this dog that there's a lot of people in the game that probably would have just given up. Um, obviously, it had one one win in ninety uh, eight starts, and a lot of people out there. Um, wouldn't have put in the hard yards that you put in. So a lot of credit has to go go out to you for mixing it up with this bloke and getting him to win not only um, a race in or in the Victoria, but to win at Sandown over 715 um, has been a massive effort. And uh, just just tell us, did 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 you when you take him to the track, is it uh, a case of you know we'll keep putting him round. He's he's sound. He's going to keep you know. Giving his hundred percent, it will will win one and will win another one eventually. Yeah, well, I, I always thought if, if he ever got a bit of luck, you know, he's never got a bit of luck. That real bit of bit of luck in his race for me. I thought with a bit of luck, yep. maybe he could pinch a pace. And then um, my schooling to get him over the distance, he's been running against um, the likes of Dippin' Rambo and and um, Christo Bale, which were beating him. He was losing by about eight to ten lengths, which I'm, I'm saying only, but they're the, they're the best they're the best dogs in, in Australia. So I thought um, I thought you know dropping dropping it's very hard to get a distance race for his grade grade seven with only like one win. So I was just waiting for yep. him to get the, sort of the right the right grade for him. Yeah. No, mate. I, I, I honestly I. I... Couldn't uh, be happier uh, for you winning on Sunday. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It's great for our sport. As I said, uh, there's probably a few other people out there that need to, you know, look at your look at the way you've done things and the persistence and determination you've persisted with this dog. Um, because I'm sure there's probably a lot of other dogs out there that don't get that uh, chance to, you know, win that race, especially at the Sandown or uh, wherever it may be. And um, I, I just honestly the 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 hard work you've put in, um, 
it'll it'll pay off in the long run and I'm sure there'll be plenty of other people out there now that'll think oh you know what I'll give this bloke a dog because he doesn't give up on him so um a really really great training performance and uh, I was absolutely stoked and I'm sure you were I'm sure you uh you, you had a really good night uh Sunday night and um hopefully yep. we can make it another one tonight start 100. Yeah but um I get him when he runs good I try to a lot of trainers give him a soft serve ice cream I try to give him one one of those and he didn't really go for it, and I was eating a hamburger, and he polished that off. So I always tell him, "You run good. You got to get a hamburger, boy." So he's my little <laughs> little boy. So yeah, I, I try to reward him, you know, when he runs good with a hamburger. So. No, I love that. That is that is absolutely fantastic. That's a that's a great little story there. And I tell you what, I hope you found a Macca's somewhere near Ballarat for tonight. Just you know, if he springs to the front and uh, can make it back to back, geez, he may be uh, getting the old burger with the lot. That, yeah, he definitely will. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, mate. Good luck tonight. Um, Thank you very I, I much. I hope that you can hope you can make it uh, win number three with him and back to back. And uh, look forward to That'd seeing where great. your training uh, career goes from here on, mate. Yep, yep. Thank you very much. And um, watch watch out for the Jimmy Maker. He's coming up too. My other dog. Will do, mate. Will do. Okay. Thank you very much for having me. Big thanks, no worries, mate. Big thanks to Anthony Lamarca there. <laughs> a bit of a character, Mitch. I liked that interview. He's a great bloke. We will put that up on uh, the podcast as well. But a very, very nice chat there with Anthony Lamarca, the trainer of Caden Bale, an owner of tra- of uh, Caden Bale. We've got to get to the news, Mitch, some, uh, some news headlines. We'll come back and keep going with another big edition of Thrill of the Chase. We've got Melton uh, coming up. We'll get to the news and we'll catch the end of that. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Nice to have your company. Wednesday night edition of Thrill of the Chase. It'll be the four over the five, Mitch, at Melton and the 10 stormed home for third as well. So apologies we couldn't bring that to the listeners, but Zara's all good. Jody Quinlan on board is the winner at 270. Sunny's amazing, and there'll be a photo for third, but I think the 10 was able to get there on the outside. All right. Hey, good news is that we are going to speak to Nathan Wilson, the owner of Hank the Hustler, in just a moment. But while I get him up on the line, talk us through the St. Ledger heats uh, on Thursday, Mitch. Yeah, so we've got the uh, St. Ledger heats coming up uh, this week, and there's some big names going to be running around there. And uh, I know that St. Ledger has always been very, very popular amongst trainers uh, to win. It's a, a bit of a bucket list um, race, and there's some really good dogs going around, and probably none better than a couple of these. One of them being Kablenz. He's a dog that's been absolutely flying lately. He's drawn box six in heat one. Um, there's a few good dogs in this race. Lala Kiwi, Envy to Burn, uh, Keep It Black, Bahati Bale, Shimmer Bolt, all greyhounds that have got huge motors that can run their hands off the clock at any time. Um, Kablenzas looks like your obvious uh, winner of the heat there, but you, anything can happen in these sort of races when you get uh, eight very talented dogs per heat. And, um, that's heat one. Now, heat two of the St. Ledger, it's a seven-dog field. There's some group finalists in here that were featured in the maturity. Shimmer Classic is um, a greyhound that ran on the night. Um, Handsome Rhino featured in the maturity final. Aston Fastnet also. Uh, greyhound drawn out in box eight. Substantial for Anthony as a party. It's a greyhound that probably wants the inside but can run really quick times at, on, its, uh, on its day. 
It's gone 23.77 at Bendigo, and uh, that's going to be a cracking heat, that one. Shimmer Classic, Handsome Rhino, Acid Fastnet, all box one, two, three. They're going to be, well, fighting it out amongst them. I'm going to be going Shimmer Classic there, but probably the biggest talking point of the St. Ledger, besides Kablenz, is box one in race eight, which is heat three, rebellious. This Greyhound is an absolute rocket. Last start, 25-24 Geelong. They just don't run that. Um, what a great series we've got ahead of us here. There's there's some really talented dogs. Clara Bale, the winner of the maturity. Uh, Power of Buddy, a greyhound that's won seven, uh, five out of its seven starts. The, the list just goes on of talent. And, and this is what makes it so exciting that you're not just you know, trying to beat a couple of dogs. You've got to win your way through the heat to to win a St. Ledger, and you've got to beat good quality dogs that are group class in the heat and the final. So it's a mouthwatering series there. Quara Bal, Rebellious, Kablenz, you name it, they're all there. And uh, that, that kicks off heat one will be 8.52 on Friday night at Warrigal. So uh, I can't wait. Absolutely. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. Let's move on because we've got another guest on the line. The owner of Hank Hustler, Mitch, is on the line, Nathan Wilson. As I said, not the Fremantle Dockers uh, halfback, which I thought initially you had gotten on the show, and I was very excited to talk a little bit of footy. But no, Nathan Wilson joins us, the owner of Hank the Hustler. Welcome to Thrill of the Chase, Nathan. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Good to be along. G'day, Nathan. Uh, Mitchell Bay here. Thank you for uh, jumping on late notice. I know I, uh, I I didn't give you much time to prepare, but uh, just tell us the, the feeling of winning or making a group race, winning a group race or, or any race, uh, it, it's it's a thrill. You must have been over the moon on Saturday night with uh, how Hank went. Oh, absolutely. Like, we we love it. Obviously, we're, we're breeders and, uh, you know, we take them through the whole way from rearing and, and everything from working the litter down. So to make those big finals is a really, you know, it's a huge thrill for us. And we sort of feel with him, he's had that ability and he's just been a bit unlucky in a few of the other big ones. So for him to finally produce it on, on the right night was, you know, very exciting and we thoroughly enjoyed it and had a good night. So, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, uh, he looked beautifully drawn off box one. Just tell us what was your opinion um, of the heat he's, he's run last week and then obviously how he drew and then uh, after the race. I know there's um, expectation of when you have a greyhound in box one and you draw well in a final and is a short price, $2.60 favourite. But to come out and execute, um, I'm sure that must have been a big sigh of relief. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, we thought his heat run was absolutely massive to give them you know, yep. some really top liners, um, a good start and, and run it down. You know, I think he only went down three quarters of a length or whatever in the heat. Um, we were wrapped to come up with, with the red in the final. It, it's uh, it's obviously the one box that, you know, most people want going into the final. And luckily for us, it, it sort of panned out well in the race, just landing back behind the leaders and able to get a nice clean run through. And, and that's what he needs in his races. And if he can do that, you know, he's right there with anything, I think. So, no, it was excellent to see. And we were wrapped to get that red in the final. So it was terrific. Yeah, he's been a uh, been a very good dog for you. 48 starts, 17 wins and another 14 places, over 100000 in prize money now. And uh, he started off his career over in uh, Adelaide. Uh, which I'm, I think is where you guys are from. And um, what, yeah. what made you make the decision to send him down to Victoria? Um, well, obviously starting off, um, you know, we've 
had a good relationship with Jeff um, Britton and Angela Langton in the past. And if, if we've had things going well, um, good when they're young, you know, we've sort of gone through a few grades over here in Adelaide and, and tried to get them up and racing well. And if they're starting to show us that we think they've got that ability to sort of go to that next level, then we're more than happy to send them over um, to have a go over there. Obviously, the races that are on and, and some of the prize money and, and things that are on offer over there are just sort of, you know, next level to what we can get in SA. So um, if you get something um, that you think is, is up to that standard, it's definitely well worth just having a go with him. And he's just excelled since going over there and maturing a bit more. And um, he's grown into, you know, a really good line stayer now. So, um, yeah, we're just wrapped with that, um, how he's progressed, really. Yeah, just tell us just tell us a little bit about the dog. This is one thing that I'm fascinated about is um, the greyhounds' temperaments uh, and the way they are, or little quirks, this, that, and the other, because yep. some greyhounds there as hypo as hypo, others are super placid. Um, you tend to find that a lot of the, the good greyhounds are like pretty relaxed, and then when, obviously, it's race day and the lure's going, they're, they're switched on, they're up and about. What, what's, he, what's he like? When did he first start to show you that he had some ability, and what is he like uh, in the kennels and race day? Yeah, no, he's a lovely dog, you know. He, he's not overly big. He's only a small for a dog. And, you know, he's quiet. He's he's pretty calm. He's he's not one of those hyperactive type dogs. He's, you know, takes everything within his stride. He's a good traveler. He's, you know, all the things you sort of want in a dog. And um, even through his rearing and that, he, he probably never caught your eye as the standout or anything in that, um, you know, in the litter or anything coming through. But he just did the right things. And, as he progressed, he just got better and better. And, he, you know, he took to kennel life fantastically. And, and travelling over into state hasn't phased him at all. And he's been a, you know, a lovely dog. And Jeff, you know, speaks very highly of him and, and the way, you know, he trials and he acts and he his, you know, manners around the kennel over there. So he's taken everything within his stride, which is exactly what you want. Like, if he probably wasn't racing, he'd be a lovely pet too. So, um, yeah, no, yeah. He, he's... He's the right dog, yeah. <laughs> now, I heard you say before, obviously, you're a breeder. Now, geez, talk about having some success. You guys have had a, a great run um, with the litters that you've bred. The mum uh, was an absolute superstar. She won 270-odd thousand. The litter sister, uh, Oakvale um, Flyer, won 100,000. And, and the litters that you've bred, the majority of them all made the track. Is there is there some sort of... Uh, routine that you guys are in, um, whether it comes to choosing size or rearing, or is there some part you can point it down to, or is it just a collective, the way that you guys do things that just, you get such good success? Oh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm sort of, the way it's gone for us, I mean, we've just tried to pick what we think is going to work um, for our girls when we've bred with them, and then obviously try and do absolutely everything we can with them um, as puppies and, and through the whole rearing process. Um, you know, to give them their best chance when they make the racetrack. And fortunately for us, um, it's worked out really well, especially for Oakvale Destiny. She just continues to throw, you know, fantastic puppies. Um, and we've been really, really fortunate um, through that. So, you know, I can't peg it down to one thing. We just sort of try and pick the best we can and do the best we can with, with what we've get. And, yeah, fortunately for us, we've been, you know, really lucky and blessed with some, some great dogs over the past probably four or five years. Um, you know, being these feature races and group races is what we all try to do. So to get there and achieve it is just a huge thrill for us. That's, 
sort of yeah the the end goal. So um, to be right there is is great. Yeah, as uh, as you said, it's um, it's not always just that one thing that you can you know point it down to. There's a lot of things that go into uh, breeding a litter and getting a dog to the track. And like I know personally how hard it is just to try and get a, a winner. Like when you're breeding them, it's it's there's a lot involved, and people don't understand uh, how much is involved at times unless you know obviously you go out there and you buy a pup. It's uh, buying a pup is a lot easier than you know whelping a litter, rearing, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and then. To see them get to the track and win and have a good career like this, it does mean a lot, doesn't it? When you when you've seen them grow up as pups, the hard work starts to pay off. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I I always say to everyone, I, I think the maiden win generally or their maiden yeah success is one of the biggest things for us. I know it's the first photo we race out to get. If we can get the maiden photo of that winner, that's you know we've taken that puppy from the whole breeding, whelping, rearing the whole way through to get that first win on the board is ultimately what we're all striving for. And then where they go from there, you know, it can go, you know, to infinity. You just don't know what that puppy could produce, but to get that first one on the board and and say that, you know, you've made it is probably the thing we really target. And then you just hope that their natural ability and everything will carry them on as far as they can go. But yeah, we we get so much joy out of our maiden wins, and that's what we have our um our little wall of fame at home of. And um yeah, that's what we look back on as a, a, our main achievements, to be honest. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. That first win, it's uh it's definitely exciting. Um, you you get to see you trial them. It's when you trial them and then you go and put them in a race. It's two totally different things and. You don't know how they're going to handle it, but uh, some some succeed and others go on to, you know, obviously be as good as some of the ones you've had, Oakvale Destiny, Oakvale Flyer, Texas Titan, another one uh, in that litter, and now we've got Hank the Hustler. Uh, is there any, have you got any pups coming through that we can we can keep an eye out that, you know, may be close to starting racing or um, breaking your pre-training age that you might have bred? Um, at the moment, we haven't got anything up to that age at the moment. We've actually, we've got a litter at home at the moment. They're only sort of uh, about six weeks old at the moment, but they're out of Oakvale Beauty, who was um, probably one of our best race, race bitches um, from Oakvale Destiny. She, you know, she made a Melbourne Cup final. She was a Laurels winner. Um, you know, she made pause of Thunder finals, multiple group yep. finalists. Um, she's got a litter on the ground, so Mapunga Blazer, and so we've got five, five nice puppies there so we're hoping you know down the track um they're going to be good too and yeah we've got a couple bitches um potentially come on season um shortly which we you know we'll be looking to mate as well so we're sort of in a bit of a changeover between racing dogs and starting our whole breeding program again at the moment which is really exciting so yeah looking forward to them coming through no, it uh, sounds like a very um, promising and exciting future. And I'll tell you what, for those out there that are interested in their greyhound form, go and check out Oakvale Beauty's form because you've never seen a greyhound uh, win races for fun off box one uh, like she did. She was an absolute <laughs> bandit when it got to box one. She just racked them up for a while there through Sandown <laughs> and the Meadows and she was a superstar. But no, mate, uh, congratulations on Saturday night. It was fantastic to see Hank and um, hopefully plenty more wins for you and uh, the family going forward. Excellent. Thanks a lot, guys. Really great to have a chat. Excellent.
Thanks a lot, Nathan Wilson, the owner of Hank the Hustler, joining us there. We appreciate him giving up his time. Mitch, we've got to get to a break because we're running a little bit uh, short on time. We'll come back and we'll get some best bets and we'll round out the show. But uh, you can uh, catch up on any of those interviews you may have missed on the podcast. We'll head to a break. More with Mitch Bayer on the other side of this. Uh, now, we've got a couple of minutes. Have you got some best bets or anything you want to add before we finish up? Yeah, I do. I've got some best bets. Uh, firstly, we'll start at Ballarat. Um, I've got two there. The first one falls in the first leg of the quaddy. That is Ivy Isabel, uh, a greyhound that um, I, I rate very highly. Has won eight out of its 42, placed in another 16, been in some great form, one, two of its last four, and another two seconds. Um, the only box, well, one of the only boxes it hasn't won from is box eight, but uh, it, it runs second last start at Geelong in good time to run and carry. I think it can turn the tables here and win. Um, and then the last one falls in race 12, mate. That is um, number five, Aston Morea. Went 21.91 last week. Now, this dog's at 4.40. I don't understand how it's such big odds considering the seven. Slingshot Titan went 22 and 22 on the same day um, and, and run second. So uh, this dog, uh, Slingshot Titan, is $1.90. I just think Aston Morea's crazy overs, uh, great beginner, will be it's super consistent gets out and goes and um yeah i just think it's just well over the odds and sometimes when they're that big overs like you'll, you'll get two dollars ten the place and i just can't see it missing top two so that was race 12 number five and i, I think that it's going to be an interesting meeting down there depending on what the weather's like whether it's uh it's quick but it's wild or windy and um i've also got one of my own in down there tonight uh donners so I might have to I'm not going to tip him. Just going to for the listeners out there to want to go and follow him. Race six, number eight, Crispy Duck. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't go down too bad right now. Oh, yes, I would like that too myself. To be very nice. Uh, is this another situation of you just putting it out there that it's running so that we don't criticise you on uh, on Thursday night? No, no. I just thought I'd put it out there for the listeners to follow. Um, he's, he's half a chance. I'm not going to say he's going to win. I'm not going to say he uh, will blow him away. But uh, he's got to be half a chance, and he's been in some half-decent form. So, um, yeah, that's that's about all I can really say about him. All right, beautiful. Uh, what else you got? We've got a couple of minutes here. So uh, anything you want to add before we finish up? Yeah, we've got Cranburn as well, mate. Um, I think there's a dog There's a dog in race 10 I like called Run Fast Onesie. Um, you don't see many onesies run fast, but uh, usually they're sitting on the couch. But this Greyhound's two had two wins uh, off box one. It's a really good beginner. 967 early is going really well. Um, it's just got to withstand a bit of the heat from the two early and will be uh, a big chance. Yeah, I'm just trying to find out now what sort of odds we're looking at um, for this dog. It is $4.60, so a bit of an open race, but I think it, uh, it it's pretty well drawn. It likes to be down near the fence. Half a chance and... Same thing, $4.60 seems overs in a race where there's only really two or three chances. So it's one I do like down at Cranbourne. And there was another one I liked, and that was race eight, number two, Dawn Spirit each way. I thought this dog, it's around $5 at the moment. Um, not hasn't moved too much in the market today, but it's a greyhound that wants to be drawn down near the fence. Um, won well, two starts back at the track in, in pretty in decent time and has a slow beginner on its inside. So hopefully it can be somewhere near the pace early and and run on well. But 
Um, it's, it's a bit of a tricky meet tonight at Cranbourne. I think you'll find that there's not going to be a heap of shorties and there's going to be a bit of value around. So if, you, if you're playing down there, look for a bit of track form. And um, I, I don't know whether this weather will play too much of a part with the winds. But, um, yeah, fingers crossed. Good luck. And uh, hopefully we can replicate Monday night where we went two from two. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing if we can. Now, are you, you're in, is tomorrow night the big, um, the big no. race off? No, is it next week? No, it's the week, lo- week after. But J-Bon is back tomorrow night. Um, and the it's man his can't last, take a break, can he? No, he can't. And it's his last week to try and beat Watchy and I um, without any assistance from Fitzner. He will this week. You know, we, when he started no, he doing, won't. when he started doing this, he said he'll start hitting a rich vein of form late uh, maybe week three or four, which he sort of was in good form recently, and he, I reckon he'll win tomorrow night. And Jeez. he won't, uh, he won't do it ever again. So we'll wait and see. <laughs> no, well, well, we'll soon see, won't we? But yeah, we it's going to be a, a great night of racing. Tune in. Absolutely. All right, mate. Uh, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm buggered, but uh, we will uh, do it all again tomorrow. We'll do, mate. I'll see you in studio. See you, mate. Mitchell Bayer there joining us. Thanks for your company. Throughout the day, we'll do it all again tomorrow. Plenty of shows coming your way on SEN Track. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.